producer here just trying to find out why is this guy wearing a flannel and Hawaiian pants? <laughs> uh, you know, just enjoy it, man. You're on a beach, man. All right, I'm going to put this in the chat because Google him. Docs won't go dark. Ah, gotcha. I literally just pulled up a notepad. That's where I got my thing from. Welcome to Destination Indie, your home for indie games, especially those on the game Xbox Game Pass service. Uh, joining us today, we have your host, Kylea the Aficionado, producer Logan, and myself, Damn Wow. Hi, Lish. Damn Wow. How's everyone doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm here. <laughs> Fair enough. No, I'm, um, I'm doing well. It's just uh, work takes its toll, you know. I get that. I get that. It was a, it was a rough day too. Um, we are doing a video podcast for the first time, uh, and so for those who join us on YouTube. Uh, you'll be able to watch both myself and Kailea talking, and you'll be able to see producer Logan playing some uh, game that we're talking about today. Oh, hey, there he is. It's a Logan. <laughs> <laughs> he just like poops. <laughs> uh, so this is a test. We'll see how, how it plays out. Um, Logan, where is this going to go up at? Uh, this is going to go up on my keel hold channel or the captain logan youtube channel for the most part that's that's where i have okay. everything kind of held for now until uh we decide to actually move this over to its own channel where it can be its own baby its own beautiful beautiful baby soon tm <laughs> tm but for right now it's crashing on my couch all right <laughs> soon yeah yeah, I'd, I'd like Fair to actually enough. get that move done by the summer, if possible. So it's it's all time constraints when you're working 60, 70 hours a week. So we're working on it. Oh, I'm two handed. I sometimes like the speed of one handed weapons. Oh, boy. Sorry, the game was distracting. <laughs> yeah, Continue. we're playing. Yeah. Boyfriend dungeon. <laughs> yes, hit on like crazy. Yes, it's so. <laughs> Uh, as you can see, we are going to be talking about Boyfriend Edge today. I think we hinted at it at the end of the last episode. Um, so we're going to talk about some steamy, sexy, dungeon-delving goodness today. Um, um, okay, I'm going to cut in here a little and just give my little spiel that I normally give. Um, so Boyfriend Dungeon is available on Game Pass at the uh, moment of this recording. And uh, I would expect it to be on Game Pass for probably most of this year, at least, if they're doing a one-year contract like they usually do. Uh, the studio that actually makes Boyfriend Dungeon is Kit Fox Games, and they publish it as well, which is pretty cool. I always like it when they self-publish. The most recent staff count that I can find for Kit Fox is nine people, and they're located in Montreal. They were founded in June of 2013. And their first game is called Shattered Planet, which is a procedural death labyrinth. Kind of a big leap to go from that to dungeon crawling dating sim. Like, I don't even know really. This this defies classification, I think. it's It's got so much going on. Crafting dungeon crawling dating sim? I mean... Okay, explain what, what a procedural death labyrinth game. I mean... That's kind of like Hades, isn't it? Hades is a good 
but H- Hades isn't procedural though. Yeah, it is. Hades is. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. It's, oh. it's procedural. Maybe we oh. should check it out when we get to H. <laughs> <laughs> right. Actually, I've got my heart set on on a few for our next couple uh, podcasts. But, well, uh, we're working on. Well, I'm slowly. almost done with the next game. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think you've even you've you've looked at it. You've read the title so far, right? What? No, I I actually I'm I'm part way in. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I actually purchased our next game when it came out. Um, wow. And yeah, and I I played some. So, but then oh. I heard about some horrific save issues. So I kind of <laughs> was like, I'll go back to it. Um. So okay. Uh, Boyfriend Dungeon it was released on August 11th of 2021 and it was a day one Game Pass release and like I mentioned previously we usually see those on Game Pass for a year so you've got some time to to give it a try uh, the game itself is you know I keep hearing numbers like five hours long but I definitely feel like I put way more time into it than five hours but I guess if you're just playing through like one or two stories and you're just trying to kind of get to the end. I can I can see that five hour mark. Yeah, I could see I could see speed running to that point. <laughs> uh, I I think I spent more like fifteen to twenty hours, in which is still you know compared to our hundred hour games and multi hundred hour games that are out there, like that's not a mm-hmm. bad chunk of participation. Like it was nice. I played it over a couple of weekends. How about you? Yeah. How long did it take you, Zam? Uh, I want to say it was like 10 hours or so total. And I feel like you uh, got through it faster than I did, but I, yeah, I was yeah, intent I on did. really exploring all the different stories and all the different dungeon levels 1900 I, times. And I didn't I, realize I, I did there too. was a trick there. I, I played through, uh, I played through, um, every character story, which let's get to that. There are... How many? Seven. Seven different um, characters. Uh, seven different weapons that you can date and take with you into the dungeon or dunge, D-U-N-J as it's called in the game. And they each have their own like I said, special storyline. Uh, as you go through the dungeon with them, they gain XP and hit a certain point where they level up. And at each level up point, you can then go on another date with them. Uh, there's only six levels total for each. It's a little bit of a grind, although I'll be honest, I didn't find it that hard to get through. Um, and if you finish one of them, which I grinded, I, I tried to keep them generally kind of even as they slowly came in one after the other. Um, but if you finish one of them, you get a special item that actually increases XP gain which makes it go a lot faster to finish out the rest. Uh, but those... You know, the six levels are not too bad. It's So, it, I don't know. Like I said, ten hours. Pretty easy. I, I chose to play the game. I originally tried to kind of equally date everybody at the same time because my thought process was that I would like to kind of get everybody to max level at the same time so I don't run into any interesting conundrums where I've committed to like life partnership with one person and then I run into the other one on the street Mm -hmm. Um, but that was actually slowing me down trying to kind of keep everybody even Um, let's let's kind of back up though let's talk a little bit about what the heck is 
boyfriend dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I said, I, I feel like it just defies classification. What what do you call it? I I mean, it's like a hybrid game, right? So it's mm-hmm. it's half dating sim and half uh, dungeon crawler. It's not procedural. Well, I guess that's not true. It is. It's. It is procedural because each floor ends up being different each time you go to it. Uh, there are two main dungeons uh, to get through in the game, and you can run them as many times as you want. Um, when you run out of life, you just go back to your home, and you can, you're able to just go back in and just redo them or whatever. There's not a lot of, um, like, there's no, there's no uh, uh, punishment. No punishment for failing in there in fact it's basically go until you level whatever weapons you have up you could swap um your weapons out in between floors and so you just go until you get them all leveled up and then either die or whatever so that you can go and start doing your dating things it's like do a bunch of dates do a little bit of dungeoning, go on dates, go dungeoning back and forth, basically. And the dates are really where you advance the story. I mean, there's a little bit of story in the dungeon, but overall, mm-hmm. like going on those dates is what kind of pushes that story forward. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So let me talk about, if you don't mind, um, the world of Boyfriend Dungeon. So... It's really interesting trying to explain this to somebody because <laughs> there is a world. It's obviously an alternate reality where some people are born with the ability to become weapons. Like think like Sailor Moon-esque transformation um, and they turn from a person into a weapon. And then there's so that we're obviously they're the weapons. And then the other kind of part of this world is the people that... Uh, are not born with that ability and they're typically called wielders so you play through the game as a wielder somebody who can use these weapons weapon people um and you know it it wasn't i don't think that it's not meant story-wise you know what i mean that you date every weapon you see it's just a thing that happens um Mm -hmm. you just happen to date seven of them and uh, <laughs> it's really interesting to me because in the world, um, not all people who lack the ability to transform are friendly to the people who can. Um, there's definitely like kind of an undercurrent ask of of people who are are jealous or malicious or or you know even hateful against the people who have that ability, which I thought was kind of an interesting thing to throw into what seems on the surface to be an otherwise lighthearted game. What else would you add, Sam? Um, as far as the world goes, I mean, maybe setting uh, the setting for your character. You are on summer vacation going to this town uh, where you meet your cousin he puts you up in like an apartment used to be his he moved in with his significant other and he has it for a few more months so you get to take it uh during then and he's like you're coming out there's your first time away from home it's your chance to get out in the world and meet people and things and (laughs) you can uh he ends up actually setting you up with your very first date in the dunge uh with it wasn't really supposed to be a date 
Well, no, it's it's a it's like a test date. It's to get your feet wet. It's supposed to be super casual, just like, hey, let's just hang out and have a good time and get you used to the idea of doing this. Um, because you really start as as kind of a a sheltered person that really hasn't been on much if any dates or really in any relationships and you're like i'm just here to hang out for the summer like i don't want to be in a relationship with anybody like that's not what this is about and i'm not comfortable with that and and so the game is kind of about you expanding your horizons through the course of the game yeah yeah exactly i'm Uh, picking something up while you keep going (laughs) um so over the course of it, you you start off, you have your first little date, and then you end up meeting, uh, during that, you end up meeting a second weapon, where you get your first uh, gorgeous transformation. Uh, for those watching, you get, it's the guy that uh, Logan is currently texting, um, Sunder the Talwar. And can uh, I just was, say, yeah? Sundar, Sundar is great, but I, I, I just really think he looks like Rathion from World of Warcraft. No. Yeah, a, a, a little bit, a little bit, yeah, yeah. You guys are killing me here. I, oh, come on, a little bit. You know, he doesn't have the glowing eyes. No. Or the little tiny black dragon body. I don't think you've seen Rathion recently. Well, I quit playing. That's fair. There's still fan and... art out there. Anyway, it's <laughs> the fan art. I I certainly have been looking at uh, WoW fan art for a long time either. When did, what did I quit playing? Oh, Legion. Halfway through Legion, I quit. My computer exploded, and I said, "Yeah, I'm done." Anyways. Okay. Um. So so I like to kind of do a surface. I'd like to cut this episode in half, if that's okay. Um. I mean, obviously not in half and half, but I'd like to kind of do a surface talk about the game and and what you go through and that kind of thing and what the purpose is, and then kind of spoiler alert, and then let's deep dive into the characters. I think that the characters are definitely sure. worth talking about. Um. But before we go any further, um, when you start up the game, and this is actually something that was added after launch. Um, they have a warning and, uh, the warning says this game may include references to unwanted advances, stalking, and other forms of emotional manipulation. Play with care. Um, it definitely tackles a lot of different topics. Um, so if you're sensitive to things like that, um, definitely take that under consideration, especially the stalking aspect prior to playing the game. The other thing is that I thought was very friendly of the the character of the game is it says that this game sometimes sends you a supportive text message from a character named Mom. Is that okay? If you answer no, we will disable these messages. Uh, the oh, the messages from Mom are not critical to moving the story along in any way, shape, or form. But I do appreciate for those people who have you know, sensitive moments or, or bad relationships or something where it would kind of trigger them um, to have those messages. Like it gives them that ability to turn it off. Like if it was me and there were messages from a character named dad, I would probably turn them off. So yeah. I get it. Yeah. Um, Full disclosure, it doesn't look like you can do that after you started the game. You I can do almost that. anything else after you start the game so that actually shocks me 
See, seeing you with the uh, menu open also reminds me there is a fantastic um, setting there. That one, yes, I cannot read what it is on your this goddess screen. shield. Goddess shield, that's it. You take fifty percent less damage, right? Yeah, yeah, that is a, a, a very nice feature to have for those of you who just want to grind through it, or maybe you have. Uh, Control issues. Boy, I cannot think of what the word that I want to use is. It's kind of like Tunic's uh, option. So if you guys have tried Tunic, which is recently on Game Pass, um, it it's kind of like the option that it has where it goes from stupidly hard to you can never take any damage. So it's kind of like that. It, yes. it helps make... So you can more enjoy the story of the game than the gameplay of the game if you feel like the gameplay is difficult. Which, without leveling up it can be very difficult how do you level up you go through the dungeons mm -hmm. basically uh, you do the the half of the game where you go through the dungeons and you fight things and it's very diablo-esque it's kind of like a top down you've got a map and uh you basically run around with your little sword weapon or whatever weapon it is and then you um fight the enemies and then you either leave the dungeon by choosing to leave and it's like every couple of levels i want to say like every three or four levels it gives you the option to actually leave um or like once you've started level or you die and if you die which you don't actually die um it puts you back in your apartment and you just wake up and it's the next day um i see that uh <laughs> Logan's getting to see my least favorite character in the game right now. Um, I, I will, again, kind of put that warning out there. Eric is a... Lots of words I really don't want to say on a podcast that is generally friendly, family friendly, um, but not a great person. He's he's a creepo. He's snooty. I don't like him. Oh, he's, wait till he, you get further. He's a creepo. He doesn't take no oh for an answer. It's He sure doesn't. Yep. Um, hey, by the way, <laughs> no is a complete sentence. Yes. For those who don't know, no is a complete <laughs> sentence. I, I I enjoyed my time with Boyfriend Dungeon. Not jumping to the end or anything like that, but definitely, like, there were some moments that made me feel really skeevy. Like, <laughs> yeah, no. No, I'm I'm good. In fact, I, I tried initially to engage with Eric because I was like just trying to date everybody. I wanted to be everybody's friends. And it takes about 30 seconds flat before you realize that Eric is not somebody you want to be friends with. And uh, then it doesn't matter how much you try to push him away or say no, like he is insistent. Mm -hmm. So, um, okay. So, is there... You guys want to talk a little bit about the... Uh... The health system. Sure. Sam, do you want to talk some about, uh, not just the health system, but kind of the overall gameplay within the dungeon? And yeah. the combos? So it's a, uh, uh, it's like a hack and slash. Um, like I said, top down, it's the uh, kind of three quarter look as you run through there. Um, isometric. Isometric. Is that a term for it? Sure. I just yep. call it Diablo-esque, but you know. <laughs> When you're actually in the dungeon, it has it, you just see your rooms and it's all black along the outsides, other than like the path in between the rooms that you're in. Um, it reminds me of oh, what was that game with the 
where the narrator responds to what you're doing. It was another indie game that came out years ago. Like where you roll off the if you roll off the edge of the map, the narrator's like, and then the young lad tried to commit suicide or something. Like, I mean, wow. that definitely sounds like my kind of game, but I can't place it. I'm not gonna boot up Steam to see what it is. <laughs> um, anyways, yeah, hack and slash game. Uh, as you run around, run through each room in the dungeon, a bunch of different ads come up. The the enemies are they're supposed to represent your personal fears. And it's never really uh, uh, dived into, dive, dove, no. dove into. Dove, wow. Doven. Doven. <laughs> it's never divinity in, into uh, <laughs> what exactly they mean. Although you could kind of, if, if you, I think there is a, Belt. I think there's an enemy uh, like book, like thing you can look through to read about them. Uh, okay, but it's, so it, it, it's pretty here. minor. Yeah. Um, I, they had mentioned before they send you into the dungeon that that, like, the dungeon is an expression of your personal fears. Yes. And so, um, I spent this entire dungeon that, that Logan's playing, which is the first dungeon of two. There's mm -hmm. only two. Mm -hmm. Um, I spent my first dungeon trying to figure out what it could possibly be. I'm super proud of myself by about two thirds of the way through the dungeon. I figured out what that fear was, uh, which we'll save for later. Um, the second dungeon, I had no idea. I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> so um, it's kind of cool, like looking at it and trying to figure out what it is, but it's not friendly in that aspect. Like it doesn't really give you any help. Yeah. Question marks. Question marks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the option on the vending machine. When you see a vending machine and it in the in the dungeon, you can choose to buy like uh, some health stuff. Um, or specialty stuff. Um, There's which I'll uh, dive into. magic. Don't forget the magic. Yep, yep, I'm getting there. So, all right, uh, so you have your, your standard health bar. Dips down, obviously, as you get hit. You have, um, uh, to start off, you have a set of three health items that you can use. Uh, they look like drinks. You can choose what the drinks are. I think you have a choice of an energy drink, boba tea. Uh, it looks like coffee or espresso there and then something else what it is um which it doesn't matter what it looks like it's just personal preference um you can pop those healing items whenever you want uh, they drop fairly frequently from enemies or chests and so uh it kind of encourages you to use them more often and just make sure you're topped up whenever you can um you also have uh, a magic ability. Um, it's based on a the magazine that you are currently holding. I think the very first one you get is like a fire ability. Um, and there's, I want to say, eight different ones? It, ten. Ten different ones that you can find over the course of the game. I think some you can, some will drop from chests. I think there's a few that you can buy. Um, Logan, you can do heavy attacks too, you know, man. I'm not good at these games. Keep talking. So there's so there's a, a light and heavy attack system on there. And there are combos that it's very simple. Like if you're playing on Xbox, attacks are X button for light, Y button for heavy. Your combos are gonna be depending on your weapon, but generally are like light uh light, 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 heavy, 
Light, light, heavy, heavy. Light, heavy, heavy, heavy. Heavy, 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 heavy. And that's... That's it. That's as, as in-depth as the those specific combos will get. Uh, you also have a dodge system. Um, generally, it just lets you dodge. There's uh, uh, one weapon that... A couple weapons were, that will give you extra abilities when you dodge. So they'll, they both will drastically change and at the same time not change at all your game's uh uh like kind of fighting style it's, it's kind of neat uh, as they level up they the differences between them get a lot more significant which i personally found uh a lot of fun in kind of learning and mastering and being able to switch between all the different weapons you definitely find some that just end up working better in certain situations, but pretty fun. It's, I I found all the different weapons to be fun. I did not find all the weapons to be fun. Yeah, there's definitely like a top half and a bottom half in terms of enjoyment that I got from using the weapons in the dungeon. Some of them I felt were just hmm. really weak, even at their higher levels. Like I just didn't feel like interesting. I was powerful enough that it made it fun and then um there were other ones where i was like this is so awesome <laughs> so it, it just really kind of depended um there well, there are like like we say seven people to date there's seven different weapon styles to use because each person is a different weapon mm -hmm. um while you adventure through the dungeon it's it's definitely like i said it gives you a map there's a lot to find so within the dungeon, in addition to breaking things to get, you know, more magic magazines and um, health beverages, you also um, can, like, find secret passageways. Um, you can kind of go off the beaten path and you can find craftable items. So when you defeat the enemies in the games, you will collect either money or items, and then you can craft those items and they do different things. So some of them are just cosmetic. And some of the cosmetics will give you special abilities. For example, you heal more or you revive from death once or, you know, they, they give all kinds of different capabilities along with the fact that um, you can just make your character look cooler. Um, there's also, like Zam mentioned, 10 different um, abilities that you can craft as well throughout the game. Um, I definitely found I had like three that I enjoyed more than others. The other ones, they just didn't feel helpful to me. But that's that's a your mileage may vary is whatever your preference is. Also, Logan's about to be as butt whooped. I ended um, up I ended up using a uh, uh, wearing a, a, a hat. The, the hats will change your stuff. Most of the clothing items don't do anything other than uh, make you feel uh, uh, fleek and on point, as the kids say. Um, no, but the, the, no, <laughs> but the hats. Uh, oh, really? Well, if it's something the kids say, I don't want to hear. I'm pretty hear sure it. that's what we said on MySpace. Anyways, um... <laughs> <laughs> so we've had Live Journal and MySpace in the same <laughs> like 20 minute period. Good. <laughs> Not showing our age at all. Don't reference the pre show. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, <laughs> The uh, uh, anyways, I, I wore a hat that ended up getting rid of most of my uh, uh, magazines, spell choices, and giving me more healing items. Um, and I I found that to be a really good trade off because 
I didn't use most of the things. Uh, what I ended up using is uh, the one that gives you the little bug friend. So I always mm -hmm. had a I always had a little pal coming with me, to to just really give me some emotional support. Um, I would say that my favorites were probably the one that gives you a decoy, um, or the turret. Yeah. I really liked the turret too. Uh, but again, it's it's a, a whatever your play style is, I think that you'll find a weapon and a a magic spell to complement that will make this a fun experience for you. Mm-hmm. Um quick question. <laughs> Favorite weapon? <laughs> I think I think the lightsaber. Um Ooh. I really wanted to to love pocket. And, and pocket to be my favorite weapon, but mm -hmm. I really decided I liked those long distance ones. So like the lightsaber, the scythe, and the tower mm -hmm. um, were definitely mm. up there for me. Mm -hmm. um, and then some of the shorter distance weapons like um, Valeria, I believe it was a dagger. Mm -hmm. eh. You know, yeah. especially because this game can be really punishing in the higher levels. Like it almost makes you want a long distance weapon. So you're not like straight up in everybody's face. <laughs> I can understand that. Um, I, I will back. say really quick, sorry, because um, I was watching Logan here playing, that there's a really cool feature that it does that when you pick up um, a health and you're full or close, if you have three health things, which it typically gives you, and then you pick up a fourth, it will automatically route that to your um, health bar. Yeah. So if you're not thinking like, oh, I need to use a heal, it'll automatically just bump that into your heal bar or your health bar, which is great. That is, that is nice. Uh, I, I have no idea anymore. <laughs> I'm also... <laughs> I, like, I every time every, every time I, I am talking, I should be looking, uh, you know, here at the camera, but instead I'm too busy also watching the gameplay. This is... Uh, <laughs> it's it's fascinating. Um, spoiler, I enjoyed this game quite a bit, and so I'm enjoying watching somebody else play it again. Um, and so funny enough, I'm not of the same opinion now i'm not saying the game is bad by any means mm -hmm. um i i liked the game i didn't love the game and and i like to mm -hmm. think i'm pretty forgiving on games and I, I don't think it's anything that like is wrong with the game it's just that was my personal opinion but we'll double back to that sure. um i do want to again another just little warning you will Regardless, okay, so you can choose your, your character's identity, you can choose um, what they look like, like, there's a lot of good customization options, um, but in the end, like, you will date guys, girls, and cats. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Regardless of what your your preference is, you can't, you know, if you want to play through all the storylines, you can't just say, I want to do the girls, or I want to do the guys, or, you know what I mean? They're really representative in this. I really enjoy that fact that there are guys, girls, cats, and uh, also non-binaries. You were so close. Y you know, it, it was it was nice. Um, there is... Boy, I sure lost uh, exactly what I was going to say. I mean, this is the problem. I don't like this spider phone thing. thing. You what? <laughs> the spider phone thing. thing. You were very close. You were very close to killing it. That's the first uh, boss. Mini boss boss i don't know it's it's a good fight you were you were a little underpowered there for it 
<clears throat> was the hitting it for zero the clue? Well, you were hitting it for like three at a time. Yeah, so that was definitely something. I really didn't get much damage in it. And, and that's something that I, I kind of actually don't like too much because, uh, to be perfectly honest, um, I didn't know that I was going into a boss fight so soon. And I also have no clue, like, what gauge I should be at when I'm actually, like, down there. I so. feel like I didn't struggle that much against it. Like, I, feel, I think I did a little bit, but you level up fast in this game, even when you're not trying to. Um, and actually, that was a good uh, thing that you just did. I've, the crafting system in here... Um, so when you go back to your apartment, you are able to swap out your spells, swap out your clothes, um, and then you can craft stuff. Uh, you find stuff as you go through the dungeon, and then there's also a couple different stores you can go to and buy uh, some of those crafting items from, um, like wire and goo and glass and all sorts of stuff. There's a bunch of different crafting items that you get as it goes on. Uh, the two different dungeons have two different main set of stuff that drop from them. You can craft gifts that you can give to your dates um, either on during the main date section or while you're going through the dungeon, you'll find little hangout sessions where you'll get little chat interactions. You only have so many of them to get through. So they start to get a little old after a time. Um, but at the end of that chat session, you have a chance to give them a gift. And if you give them a gift that they like, uh, you will get a huge XP boost um, on theirs in particular. Uh, if they like it. Yeah, if they like it. Um, there is, there's a, a, a like it, love it, hate it system for the gifts. Um, I kind of guessed for some of them, and I got to the point where I was like, oh, screw this, I'm just going to look it up. And I just, I think I just brought up like the wiki or something. And that, I, I didn't feel like I lost that much from just looking it up because I wanted to just make sure I used them right. Um, made it the easiest for me to keep leveling them up. And then in addition, uh, I, I said it earlier, as you're going through, you start the dungeon, boom, move through your floor, you'll take stairs down to the next floor. As you're taking the stairs down, it'll show you how much XP that weapon earned at that level. <laughs> and... Um, you can swap your weapons out if they max out. And if all of your weapons are maxed out, the best thing you can do is just quit and leave and just go on dates with them because they will not continue gaining XP until you go on the dates with them. Um, so it's kind of like a run in, do as much as you can, and okay, screw it, I'm leaving. Let's, all right, time to go and have some uh, hookups, maybe? Um... <laughs> Which also brings into another thing. Uh, during the date section, you can pursue anyone, uh, any of those characters in both a, um, a platonic. platonic or a romantic relationship. And so, like, I personally pursued um, one of them in mostly a romantic relationship and one of them partially romantic and the rest of them all platonic. Um, I don't think there's a, like, it feels like there's going to be a negative if you do romantic with everybody, but I don't think there actually is. Nope. Um, I dated everyone. 
Oh, perfect. Romantically all the way to the end. <laughs> oh, wow. I was building a harem. <laughs> yeah, no, that's okay. Hey, that's that's great. I'm glad that you did it different for me. So uh, so we can get get that better thing on there. I it just, I don't know. I, you know, uh, a lot of times when you play games, your first playthrough, you'll play more like yourself. And then when you do it uh, again, you'll pl- try and play it as differently as possible. Well, the, yeah, that would have been me. But, so are you but, saying I'm a? Uh, no, I'm friendly <laughs> words. Um, said a lot of times. Okay, so I want to take where you left off and segue a little bit. Yeah. Um, so kind of doubling back on the crafting system, I personally, so I had read some things to know before you start Boyfriend Dungeon. You know, non-spoilery sort of things, um, and one of them had said, "Hold off on the gifts." And so I was crafting the gifts as I went along because there is an achievement to craft basically everything in the game, all gifts, all outfits, all magazines. Um, But I did not, I think I gave three gifts total. Um, One of them was to pocket the cat. I I immediately knew that the like seafood was going to be a good gift without even having to look it up. It's a cat, you know? Um, So I, I gave that to pocket and, uh, I think I gave something to Valeria and something to Sunder later on just to try and kind of like boost their levels. I regret not using the gifts more often. Um, I, I'm torn because it was kind of a nightmare to get all the crafting materials that you need in order to make everything for the achievement. I actually did a lot of replaying of levels um, and earning money and then spending the money on materials in order to try and get all the stuff that I needed in order to 100% the game. Um, but on the same note, I do feel like it held me back not giving the gifts to the characters because I feel like my XP gain was slower. And I, I do think that's part of what's maybe affected my feeling on the game. Yeah. Um, I'd say I, I'd agree. I, I, it probably did because I didn't really hold off on it and it, it made it a breeze. I mean, I, I, I flew through a lot of that stuff. Um, I did end up going back into the dungeon a lot. I, I didn't, there were times where I'd be missing one or two crafting things. And at the very start of the game, I felt like I, I didn't have a lot of crafting stuff, but when you run through the dungeons, especially if you start speed running them, because once you level up, everything dies on like a hit or two. And I was just flying, especially the first dungeon. Yeah. I could fly through the whole thing in like five minutes. It was awesome. But because of that, I had a ton of crafting materials, uh, especially towards the end of the game. And so I don't know. I, I didn't find it that hard to get them. And the ones that you don't get a lot of, um, there is a special store that you can find partway through each dungeon. And it has different items in it in each of the dungeons. The one in the second dungeon has a lot of the rare materials. And I had so many of the other materials that material exchange uh, was easy to do. I had the opposite problem. Really? So I ended up with way more of the rare materials, but I was lacking in the basic materials. Um, It's worth noting that about half the materials come from the first dungeon and then half the materials come from the second dungeon. One second. So, So I found myself lacking on the materials in the second dungeon. However... I feel like the pacing of the second dungeon is much more of how the pacing should have been overall. I feel like when you first get into that first dungeon before you're really significantly leveled up, 
that it gets really grindy um and it's almost becomes unfun because you're just basically going in with these weapons over and over and over into basically the same dungeon levels um trying to get them boosted up enough that you can go on a date so you can advance the story and i it really kind of turned me off on the the game like in the second dungeon, like you can play a couple of levels and really kind of get the the weapon felt out and 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 experience it. And then after like two or three levels, you've maxed out that weapon and you can swap to another weapon. So like one visit to the dungeon, you can get through like three or four weapons and kind of boost them for dates. And mm-hmm. and I felt like that was much better pacing because you're still playing those levels, but you're not playing ten levels for one weapon. You know. Interesting. See, I didn't. I didn't have that problem. Like I, I mean, I will say the XP gain in the first dungeon is a lot slower, but because of the way that they pace out weapons, what I would do is start at the start and use a level one weapon and just grind them out in there. You know, give them whatever gifts I could to start bringing them up. And then as you went down, move to the higher level weapons um, which allowed me to just blaze through some of that lower level. So I, I don't know. I It was grindy. I will agree with that. Especially at the very start, it was a little grindy. But because I enjoyed the combat so much, I didn't mind it. And again... I enjoyed the combat again with only specific weapons, though. Like, true. some of them felt really like, okay, am I leveled up enough yet? Can I move on? <laughs> All right, all right single, single least favorite weapon. I really think I just didn't like Valeria. Really? The dagger. I, I just felt like the dagger. Your range is too short. Her abilities weren't that good. Like, I just did not enjoy her at oh. all. Um, You know, Seven, I think, is probably my favorite. The laser mm-hmm. saber. Yeah. Um, and he... I actually hated it at first. And then as yeah. I leveled it, like, into level, like, three and four out of, what, seven? Um, or Six. five? Six? There's okay. six levels. So right around the, the halfway point on the laser saber, it becomes super duper fun. Um, because the laser saber can do lightning and it can start shooting chain lightning to other enemies as you're using it. And basically you're just like everywhere. Um, and so I really, really, that, that weapon and that story grew on me a lot. Um, yeah. Let's see, we've talked on levels, outfits, gifts, zines. Oh, they're called zines, the, the magic magazines. Um, enemies. So let's talk enemies for a hot second. I think that the enemies are kind of one-dimensional. They're wacky. Like, they're weird. They're definitely weird. But, like, I discovered, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you discovered, like, if you hit them, they stop attacking you. So as long as you can get close enough to start hitting them. <laughs> it's, you stun them. Pretty easy. Mm-hmm. But then they swarm you with a ton of them, so you're just like spamming attack, da, 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 unless you're using certain uh, abilities and stuff. Which actually brings me to back to Valeria. I ended up using, I mean, obviously I leveled up everybody to the max, so I used them all quite a bit. Um, you said Valeria's abilities weren't that good, but I found them to be really good. Especially towards I... the end game, because of the the confusion so if you roll all the time 
Which I watched you stream. You didn't roll enough. I yeah, I'm not a dodger. I hate you. Didn't, you didn't throw enough. Ever. You didn't. You didn't throw enough grenades. You didn't roll up. <laughs> All of her stuff was about rolling. And yeah. If, no, and I you, saw that. If you just... attacked, rolled, attacked, rolled, nothing hit you. It was I, and it was it was incredible. Me. I I actually ended up bringing her into the final encounter, even though I'll be honest, she was not my favorite weapon. The dagger was not my favorite weapon, but I, I still I I could find good things with all of them. Um, you know the 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 what do they call it claws? They weren't claws. What did they call them? In their brass knuckles. Brass knuckles. Okay. But they're but they have claws on them. Those are not brass knuckles. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed pockets. Yeah, Wolvers. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, <laughs> back to the game. Totally derailed. Um, like I said, Blame I feel the like ADHD. the enemies were one-dimensional. Um, however, that's partially because I figured out if you start running in circles mm-hmm. around the room, they follow you. So you can oh, basically yeah. catch up with the tail end of the circle and attack them. <laughs> <laughs> just keep going in circles. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it, that worked pretty well for me. So when those rooms, like, because they, you're right, they love to swarm you. They love to throw just massive amounts of enemies at you. Um, so I'd either a slowly walk into a room or kind of back into the previous room and and take them a bit at a time. Or if I got stuck in the room and there's like you know 20 enemies at once, um, like I said, just run in laps. That, or mm-hmm. you can also use like planters and stuff as a block object and hit through them. Yeah, yeah. That's that's about as much tactics as I had in that game. Yeah, it's, <laughs> Hide behind yeah, the, the planter. But the, that's the whole thing is the the combat system was not meant to be overly complicated because of its the whole hybrid nature, right? It's not supposed to be a super in depth dungeon crawler. It's the dungeon basically just gets you from date scene to date scene, right? Yep. That I mean, I enjoyed those. I, well, I enjoyed the whole thing. I I, I enjoyed this game. Um, um, so, I I, I kind of feel like I'm dogging on this game. So let's talk about something that I felt was out of this world. The music. Yeah. The music in this game is absolutely incredible. I wish there were more mu- like more songs. They did such a good job. They're super catchy. They're upbeat. They they really like, you know, even now, like not even playing the game, like I can, you know, hear the songs in my head. Um, I really enjoy. Oh my God, don't play. leave the money bag on the floor. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. What money bag? Oh, that money bag. That, that money bag. <laughs> um, <laughs> Let me so, play so... my way. Sorry, Lish. <laughs> I feel like the music is really, really great. Um, and, and what I really enjoyed is even though there's only a few songs, as you play through and craft additional headgear, there are actually two pieces Mm -hmm. of headgear that will give you additional music when you go into the dungeons. Um, so having additional songs, like I said, I, I feel like all of it was done really well. Like I'd like to see like a whole album of, of music from them because it was, it was excellent. I, I meant to go and try those out, and I totally forgot about them. Oops. But it was, yeah. It was really the, well done. The The music is uh, Fly. 
Um, so I'm trying to make fetch a thing. <laughs> All right, old man, fetch. calm it down. Uh, <laughs> so the soundtrack was released the same day. It has 26 total tracks. Um, 25 of the 26 tracks are created by Marsky. Um, and they actually have a poster. What about Hutch? Rep- no. no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. There's actually a poster in the apartment um, dedicated to them as well. But I, I definitely want to look into it further because, like I said, I really enjoyed the music. I feel like that's one of the strongest points. I mean, the whole game is really different and unique. And again, I love the representation that they have in the game. Um, it doesn't matter who you are or what you represent. They, they're there for it. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I definitely feel like the music is the strong, for me, the strongest part. Not that any of it was particularly bad. There was just definitely parts I enjoyed less. Oh, um, Logan, you can actually, and that's a good thing to mention too, you can um, and the projectiles will go away. You cut out there. You can attack the projectiles, is what she said. If you whack yes. them with your weapon, they'll just. So it's a really good way to get in close to the enemies because you can basically slash the projectiles. Yep. All right. Um, What else do you want to cover before we go into spoiler land? I, Logan? I... Oh. I was going to see if Logan had any questions for us. I'm just running around doing goofy stuff. Yeah, you are. We got Zam. Uh, I'm good. I'm good. I think I'm ready to go start talking about the, the story stuff. Um, okay. So alert. <laughs> spoiler this stuff. Is, this is your break point. If you do not want to find out any spoilers about the story, the characters, what they're about, um, stop listening now. Go play the game. Like it's definitely worth playing through it's it's really enjoyable um i that's the other thing i enjoyed the most was actually playing through the stories for me the dungeons were just a a segue to get from date to date because i was enjoying the character stories so much sam you got anything else no no he went skating with valerian it was super cute and i got distracted (laughs) (laughs) okay all right so we've we've put our alert out there logan are you cool with us going into spoiler land yeah he doesn't have a choice he's producing well i know but he's playing the game (laughs) like okay so um there are as we mentioned previously there are seven total characters that I somehow clicked away from when I got excited and was talking about the soundtrack. Uh, (laughs) Okay, so the first character you meet is Isaac. Then there's Sunder. He's a club owner. Valeria is what I was convinced was a hooker for the longest time. Uh, There's Sawyer, uh, Seven, Rowan, and Pocket the Cat. Now, what's interesting here, before we go any further into the rest of this, is um, you do meet a character named Jonah. And I was convinced that you would get to date Jonah, but instead Jonah basically makes a comment like, oh, maybe another time. And I thought I chose the wrong conversation option, but again, there's only seven weapons. So um, I'm looking at the wiki, and the wiki shows coming soon under Jonah and coming soon under Leah. So I'm wondering if we will see some expansion content in the future with additional characters and dates 
Which one was Leah? I don't recognize her. Huh. Well, yeah, I, I hopefully they're going to. Yeah, do I don't I don't remember her at all. Honestly, we should so. look look up to see if they've said anything about upcoming DLC. Um, we should. But yeah, I uh, I think he turns uh, uh, what's his name? He turns into an axe. That would have been cool. Might have been pretty fun. I'm excited to see if he actually does because I will definitely pick it back up for that. Yeah, I would. I would um, go back for DLC. Like yeah. you know, as much as I I talk smack, like <laughs> I enjoyed it enough, I would go back for um, DLC. Did you um, end up hundred percenting it? I did. Yes. Mm. So. Oh my. <laughs> Let's let's go kind of character by character. So uh, as I mentioned previously, the first character you meet is Isaac. Isaac was actually in my top. Like like I said, I kind of have like a half that I really liked and a half I really didn't. Mm -hmm. Isaac was in my top, um, but not my favorite. Hmm. Let's talk about Isaac. What do you remember of Isaac? Isaac is a businessman who uh, you kind of help through a very difficult relationship with his father during over the course of your dates um he kind of like i said he's the first person first weapon person you meet kind of gets you introduced into doing the whole thing and gently in there but he is a little fancy boy appreciates the finer things in life um but he was he was a fun character um i'll say right now i i pursued valeria uh romantically um so with him i went strictly platonic and you could tell that he was disappointed by that by the end um but still embraced the friendship that you had so that was kind of neat but he i mean he was fun and as a weapon the the stock or the rapier basically that's what he is they just chose a fancier word for it because uh to take out the rape part i think that's what i'm guessing with that um but it makes Maybe sense they just wanted to be fancy probably i mean he's a fancy boy he has a little pin of his weapon on his on his lapel that's uh that's kind of cool he was a he was a fun character do you think that that's actually his family crest like his father's a rapier he's a rapier they're all rapiers no his father's <laughs> he, his father's a jerk yeah, his father's a. F yeah. Oh wait, my husband's goes on here. Uh, his yeah. father's a jerk. Sorry, sorry, cut that out. Well, I just know that there's there's families that listen, so I try to keep it as. Yep, totally. PG-ish as possible. Oh, Trust okay. me, there's like there's things I could say about Eric, but um, yeah. that are absolutely not appropriate. <laughs> um, yeah. so Isaac runs uh basically isaac comes from money and mm -hmm. he he in part of his time he does weapon training and in part of his time he works at a firm that um does charitable basically does things that are, are charitable and for charitable causes and his uh, father comes in and through the course of his you know your dates and in, in learning to to know isaac and you really should read the text messages you're getting from the characters in between the dates because they really help flesh out the story as well and kind of give you their feelings 
it's an interesting mechanic because it's like a direct message from that character and and i really feel like it helped flesh out the story but um isaac's dad basically comes in and says i'm ashamed of you and you're not making any money and you're a waste of space and um forcefully what do they call it hostile takeover it's company and in the end he's kind of left with nothing and and a, a lot of his feelings and and stuff that he discusses with you when you go on dates are his feelings of inadequacy and how he feels like he's never enough for his father and i know that sometimes we all go through that with family members and parents and stuff like that a lot of these stories will hit close to home I think they were all very realistic, mostly. What do you have to say about Isaac? Not a lot more than what we said. He, I, I enjoyed his story arc. Um, I did enjoy his story arc too. He has, uh, I, he's got a a work reform bent to his, um, uh, some of the stuff that he does outside, like his charity work stuff where he's like how do we how do we fix the city how do we make things better for people uh and uh as a recently converted uh crazy person i really enjoyed that he, he's definitely a genuinely good person and i he, yes like that they used him as the launching point to meet the characters because i feel like some of the other characters, if you had met them first, it would just feel too over the top. So it's nice to have like a realistic, normal human, well, sort of human being um, to interact with and date, whether it's romantically or platonically, um, as your first main character. I know that Logan is actually, I'm watching him interact with a couple different characters, but what are your thoughts on Isaac so far? Um, It's interesting to speak with him. I feel bad for him. He's a lot more religious than I am, so I don't really connect with him. But he seems like one of the few people that actually is is kind to you from the get-go. And is a lot more um, slow on his approach compared to, like, Sunder or Eric, which I appreciate. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, I think, like I said, I feel like that's one of the strong points is his, his whole story arc. I think it... it ends really well like he's kind of like you know what I'm going to do what makes me happy and I'm just going to be me as a person and money isn't that important to me um, and, and I respect that um, I <laughs> let's let's go to Sunder so Sunder <laughs> um, I didn't love uh, yeah. Sunder's story takes a very interesting arc which kind of warmed me up to him more in the end but uh, I, I feel like he's a bit forceful and i understand that that's the way some of these characters are built and it's purposeful but i was like dude go away leave me alone no 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 um <laughs> what do you think of sunder zam i love sunder <laughs> sunder was uh was yes he does come off as a little forceful and at first i was like i don't know but Sunder was my other romantically involved individual. Uh, uh, but I loved his... No, since we're in spoiler, uh, you eventually... He's a murderer. He's, he's a vampire. <laughs> he's an immortal immortal uh, creature of the night. You find out. That's why his, his abilities relate to um, 
blood. Like he makes enemies bleed, and uh, I think he causes healing on you too with damage, which is pretty fun. He does big damage. Actually, as a weapon, he was my least favorite weapon. Oh my god, really? Like he's up there for me because I loved the bleeds because like you could swipe some enemies, and especially when you're doing that like run around the room thing. Swipe yeah. a couple enemies, double back, and the other ones fall over dead because the bleeds are really strong. At, 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 I thought that I would like that in a lot of games I enjoy being able to put those dots on. And and then he also hits super hard too. But I just, I don't know, he just didn't feel as smooth as some of the other weapons. Uh, uh, quick double back, um, Isaac, the, the S-talk. Uh, actually, my least favorite weapon. Yep. As far as dungeoning goes, I, I don't know. I just... Eventually, I got better with him, and I could just smash anything out with, with him. No, I, I, I like Isaac's story, but <laughs> I don't like Isaac as a weapon as much. Like, I'd put him middle of the pack for sure. Um, as a, as no. a weapon, it's not as fun <laughs> in the dungeon, but it's definitely, like, enjoyable uh, for the story. For Isaac, um, Sunder yeah. is a Talwar. Yep, yep. Um, Which is a fancy word for scimitar. Scimitar. And scimitar. I, I enjoyed the range on him on both the character and the gameplay. Like I felt like he had a really good like distance on him when when I was using Sunder. Um, his Sailor Moon transformation I think is the best of all of them, um, and he refuses to wear a shirt pretty much all the time. Um, he has a, a gal, he runs the club and he has a gal he runs the club with named Mandy. And, um, as, again, we're in spoiler land. So, um, in the end you find out that Mandy is his sire and, um, it's, it's interesting because you can ask if you go full, full romantic, if you, they'll make you into a vampire. And he says, no, <laughs> maybe someday. Why are you making faces at me? I don't think sire is the word. Well, it's not the word, but it's 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 <laughs> the concept is there. Like she's the one that created him. Uh-huh. Yes, I, I yeah. I, I say that as the person who has forgot the word he's trying to say, like, yeah, eight yeah, times so, shush so it. far. I'm sure that yeah. everyone listening understood what I was trying to say. <laughs> they, I'm sure they did. <laughs> um but yeah, I, I definitely, as it started taking like a weird, awkward turn where you're finding Sunder in the alley with women and you're like, are you cheating on me, dude? And he's all like, no, not exactly. Like he, he kind of said like he didn't want to commit. Um, mm -hmm. So I was kind of miffed by Sunder because I'm like, look, man, I'm dating you and like seven other people, but you're not allowed to date anyone else. So that's, that's why I was like, yeah, you know what? Sure. Why not, man? Just, you know, <laughs> just wrap it. Yeah, I, I, I did like the vampire aspect of the story, though. That was a ton of fun, um, especially as it just gets crazier as you, you get into those last couple of dates. Yes. Um, yes. So I'm going to say my next piece about the next character, and then I want you to tell me how you okay. feel. Okay. Um, Valeria. Uh-huh. I really... I did not expect the story to go where it was going, or maybe I was just not picking up on those social cues very well. I was 100% convinced she was a lady of the night for a long time. <laughs> for, like, most of the story, I was convinced. I'm like, dude, I'm dating a hooker. Like, there's this creepy guy that comes around, and then she just magically, like, oh, I gotta go. 
and like you know he intimately knows her and stuff like that like i never occurred to me spoiler that she dated him and that was like a previous relationship i was like that's her pimp like takes <laughs> one to no one hey yeah i um <laughs> he I says never as Sunder's got... like ripping his shirt open <laughs> I, I i certainly never got that Really? Okay. Like I no, if any not okay, at all. any listeners out there, if you get the she was a hooker vibe, please let us know. Yeah, <laughs> I cannot no. be the only person the who first thought thing that. that she mentions to you is that she doesn't like being touched by just by anyone. And I'm like, well, that just means like she's very cautious and the dude was probably like a dude that she paid to kind of watch you know, the interaction between you and her when she first gets there. And then she's like, he comes up and he's like, you good? And she's like, yeah, I'm good. And it's like, okay. He was just looking out for her. Yep. Yeah, yep. I didn't read that at all. Yeah, I had it like a lookout thing. Like, think like, about it the other way around, though, right? Like, yeah. She's being kind of shifty. She's not being open and honest with you. Some dude shows up and he's like, you're good. And she's like, yeah. And then she's like, I gotta go. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, actions as if he were... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It I, makes I, sense, okay? Well, <laughs> makes... so so you say, but I say, um, no. So I I didn't like Valeria's weapon. I felt like she was difficult to use. I didn't feel like like we talked about before. I didn't like combos. It just she wasn't for me. Again, I don't dodge in games, so i really don't like i think the most dodging i've ever done in my life i've done in tunic recently because you pretty much have to dodge um, now you were talking earlier about how when you attack enemies it stuns them she is so fast that between dodging to stun them and attacking super fast to stun them like i just i would mow through everything with her um because you chose to romantically court valeria i want you to mm -hmm. kind of finish her story and and what is happening there um but i suffice to say i didn't she's she's definitely on the low part of the list for me um sure. i think sawyer is the bottom I, of the list for me on, followed on, by valeria on as far as the dating both. or the weapons go both okay both of them are at the bottom they're at the bottom interesting okay um she you you find out that she likes painting. You you find that out right away about her when you first meet her and you get her magical transformation sequence. Um, like a paintbrush appears in there. Um, so she ends up having like kind of an art bend to it. You end up going and checking out some cool art and she shows you like basically a giant tag that she did on a wall that's super cool. And over the course of dating her, you find out that she was actually part of a group of three people who like did these huge world famous like uh tags on uh like museums and stuff like banksy yes like banksy um and the the other gal that was part of that group like left I, I i'll be honest it's been a while since i did so i can't remember exactly what happened with her but the guy was uh that girl that gal's uh brother he stuck around and basically followed her she was like well this other girl left i'm gonna go and do my own thing and then that guy basically stalks her um trying to 
take care of her, I guess. I, I don't know. He's a pain in the butt. He was an annoying character. Pimp. Uh, he's not a pimp. <laughs> Certainly not. Um, but she, I, I found her to be really fun. Uh, as, as far as like the dates you go on end up being kind of wild. Like you go like, go to do a tag and again, I, I think the museum there and some of that stuff. And it's, I don't know. She's the, um, she's the manic pixie dream girl character. Like a hundred percent. And, but it was fun. I, I enjoyed it. Also, she's the only female, uh, like full female thing. So that's, I won't lie that, uh, influenced it. Not that I would have minded. Cause obviously, you know, I, I, I had me a taste of Sunder too, but you know, uh, that's why I ended up liking her. It, because I ended up bringing her in at the end, so I got like I, I don't know if you get a f different final cutscene depending on which weapon you bring with you or weapon. Not okay. It is weapon. Okay, um, but we ended up like leaving together basically at the end, uh, and that was pretty fun. Don't they ask you to like? Like, but not just a couple, like, you, you and Valeria and the uh, Jake, I think his name was, and then his sister. To like, come pretty, with them? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that you're that asked to, like, it. be in a romantic relationship with all of them. That's uh, kind of the ending. I don't remember that. Maybe? Are you sure you romanced her? Oh, definitely. <laughs> Oh yeah, I I held that dagger all night long. <laughs> they um, they they cut away tastefully for the uh, sex scenes, but they like yes. interweave them turning into weapons as part of that, and it's I was like, it's odd, but I like it. I, I was streaming it. some of that, and I was trying to read the like subtitle you know what i mean like the messages on the screens and it's like your hand <laughs> grasps his hilt and i'm like i'm not gonna read this out loud anymore <laughs> be brave no it's it's there's there's definitely some like intimate moments that you are a part of if you choose to romantically engage with the characters um are you cool moving on to the next one uh or do you want to talk more about valeria She's awesome. Date her. No, I mean, date she's them not. all. Date, she's date not. them all. You should date them all. Oh, she's also not a lady of the night. As I, uh, I don't know. Apparently, I, apparently, we're saying I don't think I. Th I certainly don't think that the kids say that. So. <laughs> um, I'm not up with the hip things that the kids say. Mm. Yeah, I yeah. not even close. The more you guys bring attention to it, the more it makes it awkward. <laughs> That's the point. <laughs> um, side note, as you play through the stories, whether you choose to romantically court them or platonically court them, the game will kind of give you some guidance on that. Um, if you're having a romantic moment with a character, it will put like pink and red hearts in, in that interaction, if you're just doing like a platonic thing, it will put um, yellow hearts 
so that's how you can kind of tell the guidance between the difference of of where you're going um i i dropped you my my list so i don't have to keep guiding the conversation so you know the order (laughs) that i'm going into sure um go ahead i'll say next up we have our uh probably my least favorite to date character and that would be sawyer the glaive slash college student. I I didn't mind using Sawyer as a weapon. Uh, I didn't either. He, they, sorry, they, they, uh, they get a really neat uh, ability where you can throw them, and they'll come back. Um, so it's it's a, a almost like like throwing a spear, but it's a glaive. Um, in addition to slashing attacks, and it's it, it can be really strong in certain situations. Um, as a weapon, I, I really enjoyed using it, but <sighs> dating. Okay, okay. I tried to romantically court everyone, and this one was kind of cringy because mm-hmm. Sawyer looks like they are like twelve. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yes. I felt I... very uncomfortable. I in went my so hard on platonic. Oh my god! <laughs> Sawyer looks. I so so Sawyer is supposed to be a college student. I swear they're a high school student. At, um, at least, like they. I don't even. I I twelve. I think is being generous. Like the, date, the dates that you go on are like. Let me come over and show you how to make a grilled cheese sandwich so that you don't keep wasting all your money at the restaurant, which I, I, you know, I guess I could see that being a college thing uh, because I certainly knew people around that age who have no idea how to do anything on their own. Um, But. Whoa, man, I did did (laughs) not feel like I could romance somebody like that. I felt like I felt like being uh, the big brother character to them more. And so I, that's the role that I, uh, uh, I dove for in that instance. I, I really tried hard and, and like I said, it was a little cringy. Um, but also like, I don't know how much of a romantic relationship the game will let you have with Sawyer. If anybody was able to have like a super romantic relationship with Sawyer, let, let us know. Because the furthest I could push that relationship, and I was, like I said, I was trying. (laughs) Um, The furthest I could push that relationship was just, like, a kiss. And then at the end of the summer, you know, nice knowing you. It's been so great. You're my first love, kind of. You know what I mean? But it wasn't, like, wasn't like some of the er other characters where you clearly have a sexual relationship with them. So I don't know if that was a design decision or just the the selection of choices that I made. Mm -hmm. Um. Because, like I said, I tried. I tried to be like, I love you. <laughs> and Sawyer's like, that's great. <laughs> it, Keep, keeping just, their options open, I guess. Yeah, it, 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 just, it, was, it was kind of a weird interaction. Like, like Sawyer's definitely in the bottom, like I said, bottom half of, of my favorites. Like, I would say if my least favorites are going to be um, Valeria Sawyer and um, Sunder, probably. Yeah, I think that's that's a fair assessment. Because Isaac, I really enjoyed Isaac's story, but definitely not the top. Um, I think that Seven, which we'll get to next, 
um, mm-hmm. was probably my favorite, followed by Pocket because the whole interaction was just so bizarre. <laughs> um, and then probably Rowan and Isaac tied. Um, but I, I like I said, the, the whole thing with Sawyer is just kind of weird. And and but again, I appreciate them how like allowing non-binaries. We've got two non-binaries in our our lineup. We've got a cat. Mm. We got two guys. We've got a woman, um, three guys, um, and a woman, and they're kind of from all walks of life. And the whole the whole experience is just very different. So um, maybe Sawyer appeals to somebody, but it wasn't me or me. Logan, how do you feel about Sawyer? Have you met Sawyer? I haven't met Sawyer. It's all on you guys. <laughs> Okay, Logan, Logan, how do you feel about Sawyer? Uh, good way to catch Pedo. I don't know. Yep. All right. So, uh, Lish, tell us about your um, boyfriend. <laughs> I loved Seven. So, Seven is in a, like, huge K-pop band and um, is ultra famous and can't go anywhere without girls swooning all over him. And so when he first meets you, he kind of thinks that you're a fan. And so he pulls back really hard. Like he does, he, you know, you have minimal interactions with him and he doesn't really engage. And so at first I was like, dude, I don't like Seven. Like all these other characters are being open and you're fleshing out the story. And here's this guy that for like three dates, you interact with him and he just runs off. <laughs> like he doesn't really open up at all. And after you kind of meet the midway point on Seven, um, he starts to kind of open up with some of the things that he's dealing with, his identity crisis that he's going through, um, and and things that are going on with his life. And I really liked how the story opened up more. Um, for example, Seven is um, in this K-pop band, and, and he and this um, friend of his are like the headliners. And, you know, his thing is that he's got an English name. And his other, you know, his other band members and the main singer does not have an English name. So as you start working through Seven's story, um, Seven basically says that he's thinking about going off on his own or, um, you know, doing something different because now the main singer is changing his name to Lucky. I believe it is, um, which is an English name. And he feels like that identity that he has as part of the band um, is, is being compromised and he doesn't really know who he is if he's not that member um so you kind of coach him and you can give him guidance and i'm assuming that the story goes multiple ways um i ended up coaching him instead of going solo to talk to his friend and end up being a duet called lucky seven um and he really opens up and then he wants you to be his manager and like he he takes you on tour is what he wants to do um and and i really feel like that story the evolution of the story from like i don't know who you are are you a fangirl to completely opening up and and bringing him you into his life i really enjoyed that arc um and as i mentioned previously i also had the same experience with him as a weapon where in the beginning it was kind of lame like i enjoyed sender better um but as you level seven up and he starts to open up the abilities of the weapon become way more fun because then like you hit something a couple of times and there's just lightning everywhere just destroying everything and it makes the dungeon super easy um like i said seven i think what i would call my favorite what about you he was super strong as a weapon he it was 
awesome. Like especially that lightning levels up, it you just you're clearing rooms with him. Um, he he may have been my favorite weapon. <laughs> as far as dating goes, I enjoyed his storyline and it was fun. Um, it wasn't super up my alley there, but I I didn't enjoy it. Um, I also ended up with him joining Lucky Seven, so I don't know if there's if it goes a different route or not. Um, but he it should note he's the I forget what the word for it is in in his band his original K-pop band. He's the one who comes up as like the cutesy one. Oh he yeah, said, there's like mm-hmm. a finger thing that you can do or something in k-pop bands like and yeah Mm -hmm. that was like his thing yeah and he was like i'm tired of doing that i would like to do something different and so he that's part of the reason why he wants to leave and it's the only thing he's ever known (laughs) thank you logan did i miss it yeah logan oh um yeah, I, I, like I said, I feel like that for me, I really liked how fleshed out that story went from, you know, basically feeling like, who is this guy? And he doesn't want to open up to me and he's entitled oh, and he's a jerk. And, and the way they built that character story up and had him open up more and become more, have more depth and more multifaceted. Um, I really enjoyed that. Um, Isaac, I, I feel like he's up there too. And, and my, you know, favorites but i feel like he's more he's got less dimensions like you kind of see what you get like what you see is what you get with isaac like you know at the get-go like he's very straight and narrow um you know he that that's the kind of person he is where i feel i I think i felt surprised by seven and Mm -hmm. and the way that the interaction went along and i think that's why i enjoyed it so much because it it felt like every time i went on a date something different was happening and it was growing like you, you like Netflix and chill with him, and it's oh yeah, like, it's really oh, yeah. cute. It was a really cute interaction. It was fun. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. he's he's kind of afraid to like interact, you know, because again, he's he's mm-hmm. been burned, and and he's, you know mm-hmm. he wants to know that if he's going to open himself up, that he's not going to get hurt, which is something we see in a lot of the characters. Also, he has blue hair. He does have blue hair. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, seven for sure. Really, really enjoyed him. Mm-hmm. Fun weapon. Yes, absolutely. Time. All right. Uh, moving on to our last human sort of character. <laughs> uh, we have we have Rowan. Um, we say sort of because Rowan comes as uh, a bit of a set in that Rowan has a familiar, which is uh, an all white bird um, who you interact with a little bit too. Uh, I personally found those interactions really fun. Like Rowan, you first meet and Rowan is a, uh, Rowan is a dick. Rowan is unpleasant at first, but then they start opening up and I actually really enjoyed their story. Uh, their, their, their grandmother recently passed away and he, they're dealing with the, the loss there and trying to figure stuff out in their own lives. Um, and you kind of help them through the grief and figuring out what the will and everything over the course of the dates. And I don't know. I, 
it might have been my favorite relationship. I enjoyed Crowley. That would be <laughs> <laughs> Rowan's familiar. Rowan is super weird, but I mean that in the most loving way possible. Like, mm -hmm. you know, Rowan's really into like the metaphysical and spirits and speaking to the dead and um, signs and, and stuff like that. Like definitely a drastic departure from the characters that we've met so far. Um, and I really enjoyed that. At first, it was a, I had the same kind of experience with, like, I did with Seven. Like, here's a character that's really shut down and doesn't really want to open up, doesn't trust me, I don't trust them. Um, and then as you go on progressively more dates and have more interactions and that kind of thing, uh, Rowan does start to warm up with you as well. And I, I, I definitely, like, I think our last three are are kind of my top three i mean i love isaac and isaac's great but in the mm -hmm. the like strangeness factor and the way that the stories ended and everything like that like i really enjoyed seven rowan and pocket um but yeah you're right like the 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 story of rowan is really deep on on what he's getting through like he's never been without his grandmother and his grandmother was his caretaker so he's trying to kind of find his way and place in the world and how it is a point where he breaks or sorry they sorry you should call me um, there's a point where they break down and um, are basically like they don't know what to do. And then when Crowley takes off, because there's a point where Crowley disappears, um, because Crowley kind of feels offended by you getting closer to Rowan, that Rowan, they, they're just lost. You know what I mean? They've lost their grandmother. They've lost oh, Crowley. They, they really kind of struggle. Um, I, I enjoyed that story. It was sweet. It, it was, was very fun. sweet. And, and I really enjoyed the, every story has its own locales, but a lot of them reuse the scenery from one date to another, to another character, um, versus there was a really cool, like mountain scene where you interact with Rowan yeah. that they take, yeah, they take you up to the mountains. And I really enjoyed that interaction. I think it's like date five. Uh, so yeah it was fun they, they have they have uh very distinct locations with the the mansion that they live in and all that good stuff it was a fun time yes um i feel like there was something else i wanted to say about them but i didn't remember oh as a weapon <laughs> the yeah. uh, rowan is a scythe and ends up with like gravitational slash black hole powers it hits like a freight train is slow but hits super hard um yeah i think probably the hardest weapon to get used to using in my i opinion. would agree with that it definitely was a learning curve mm -hmm. worth it though if you could get used to it mm -hmm. that was pretty fun did we lose logan no he's still playing Oh, it's frozen on my screen. Oh. Um, We're still do good. you have anything else that you'd like to add for Rowan? Uh, Logan, how do you feel about Rowan? I don't know him. Sounds hard. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> what she said. Uh, <laughs> okay, so last one. 
Pocket the Kitty Cat. Oh my god, um, Pocket was the best. <laughs> Pocket is an interesting character. Uh, so we talked earlier about how you could text all the different characters throughout there. Instead of texting a cat, you end up texting their owner, who just is like, I don't know what's going on between you and my cat. It's weird, but you know what? Whatever. Cats do their own thing. So uh, just letting you know, I'm letting Pocket out for the night. So it seemed like they were going somewhere. So have fun. <laughs> it's wild. And so you, you kind of, you, they take you, the cat takes you to a couple different places and then things get weird. <laughs> okay. So Pocket's owner is Tank. Um, mm -hmm. And you never actually see Tank. Um, yep. Complete side note that we did not mention earlier. Um, most of the weapons you have to find in the dungeon. Um, as you proceed through the dungeon to deeper levels, you discover the weapons. And then that's what triggers you to be able to go on dates and experiences and stuff like that with them. So if you haven't found certain weapons, you may need to go deeper into the dungeons. Um Pocket is found in the second dungeon, and I was super sad that it took as long to that long to get to Pocket, because when I first saw the game advertised, Pocket was the one I was like, "That one, I want to date the cat." Sorry, <laughs> you, know? you were like, <laughs> "Okay, um, technically this word's okay." So you were like, "Hmm, give me that <laughs> cat." Let's see. <laughs> yeah we're trying to keep it more more pg-13 <laughs> <laughs> okay okay yeah. so pocket's interactions are okay so pocket is a he um and pocket's interactions are very interesting i think because it starts out that you just kind of randomly encounter pocket and then like there's an experience where you're talking with valeria and then pocket shows up and then there's like you know, Pocket's all huffed up and like, you know, hey, there's another person here. And, you know, it's it's really mm -hmm. interesting because you don't really talk to Pocket. Yeah, it's just like it's, it's a, just a lot of nonverbal communication. Yeah, it's the way that it's handled, I think, is, is very classy. Um, Pocket as a weapon is a riot. I, I, you know, we were just talking about like Wolverine claws. Like that's what mm -hmm. I thought of with Pocket, yes. except like more. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, I, I, I really I, enjoyed Pocket as a weapon. It, cause yeah, he's super fun. Uh, the as the swiping attacks, and as you hit a couple times, it'll like chain enemies up to like really lock them down, which made him even though he had a, a shorter range, he had the quick attacks like. Valeria, but a little bit more range, and I think it probably hits harder than Valeria. Um, and then with the chaining, well, basically, Pocket is just a better version of the dagger. Yeah, I feel like while I did wish that Pocket had a little more range, I understand because it's Pocket's freaking brass knuckles. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> it doesn't make sense for Pocket right. to have more range. Um, but for for the range that it affords you, which is a, a fair bit, um, pocket is is incredible, like a really good weapon to to work with. Um, and like you said, really powerful. Yes, especially those combos, and, and especially as you get like higher levels too. Like whoa, mm -hmm. it's 
it's great. I I really enjoyed him. Uh, as as far as the dating goes, like it gets hallucinatory, magical, something like that. Oh, it gets something. <laughs> Where you end up, you like wake up in a dream, and you're a cat, and you go with Pocket to the realm of the cats. Yeah. My, okay. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. So much of your interaction with Pocket is with a um, like a, a gnarled old cat, and um, Pocket is bullied by said cat, um, and in in the end, like the cat decides. The, the gnarled old cat's kind of like, oh, I trust you, okay. And um, you end up all going through this, like, portal. And <laughs> on the final date, and yeah, so like you said, you turn into a cat, and you're in the magical land of the cats, and like, I just... <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was so it, weird. It was weird, but it was fun because of that. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I... I almost wish there would have been some more weirdness. I mean, yeah, sure, we've got a vampire, a hooker, and uh, oh my god, uh, K-pop star, and um, a you know, middle schooler. <laughs> can you stop? Like can you stop doing my bay like that? Okay. <laughs> there's a lot of variation there, but I think like I don't know if it's because I was looking forward to pocket the most or what, but I definitely enjoyed the story a ton. Just the weirdness of it all. And then again, using pocket as a weapon was great. You got anything else to add about pocket? Nope, not really. I was just again, distracted by Logan playing. I was like, Oh wow. Look at Logan dodging and using Valeria's abilities. It's, it's frozen for my screen. And I'm like, you know, oh. hand talking in the freeze. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. Because I sorry. hand talk a lot. Um, yeah, fair enough. I keep yawning <laughs> off to the side. I'm sorry. It's late here while we're recording, and um, yeah, I, I sorry. I swear it's I'm not uh-huh, bored. Sure. I'm just no, 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 no. Tired. We understand. We wrapping things up soon. Soon. Yes. Um, I yes. want to talk about Eric. So there's, there's other characters in the game. Like we, yeah, we talked about Jesse, the cousin. I think the interactions with Jesse are great. Like he, he pushes you in a fun and wholesome way to like expand out and date more people without being too pressuring, I think. Um, and I, I really enjoyed working with Jesse. Um, you know, you're staying in his place and you go to a barbecue with him and, you know, like he's the one who helps introduce you to some of the people that you meet and interact with. Did you enjoy Jesse as much as I did? Yeah, Jesse was fun. He's a good cousin. <laughs> um, like and then we other character, huh? He's like a big brother character. Yeah, he is. He's he's really great. I think he's a good balance to some of the other stuff that you're dealing with in in the actual dates and everything like that. And he's just very supportive. Um, you also meet, um, obviously we've mentioned Jake um, from Valeria's story and Mandy from Sunder's story, but um, mm-hmm. you meet Olivia. She's mostly in Sawyer's story. They go to school together. Um, she's a huge fangirl of Seven, 
Um, and she does not like it when you basically blow her off. And a lot of there's a uh, a lot of interactions for all the characters where it puts you in a situation where you have to decide: do you stand up for this character? Do you protect them, or do you just let the events take their course? Um, I know I always stood up for the character, so I can't tell you what the alternative is. Um, but uh, yeah. Uh, and then there was also Christine and Vincent. So we mentioned very early on that there's Isaac's story and he's kind of going through some stuff. Um, Christine is basically his dad's new protege and he decides to leave everything to Christine, who's just some rando assistant that he hired, I guess. Um, and then there's Vincent, the evil father. Um, and the only other, okay. So the only other two characters we've got are mom and Eric, um, if you choose to enable the mom character, I really enjoyed the interactions with her because a lot of the text messages you can respond in a specific way and that derives um, the interaction with the character. I know that one of my favorite text messages that I sent had eggplants. I was like, I would never do this in real life. Oh my God. <laughs> um, <laughs> but... Yeah, the mom, um, she really, really worries about you, and she sends you messages checking in on you. And sometimes the interactions that I was having, I was like, yeah, this is definitely a conversation I'd have with my own mother. Like, okay, yeah, I got it. I'm good. Thank you. Thank you. Leave me alone. I understand. Thank you, mom. <laughs> you know? Um, but I, I did I did feel like that, for me, benefited from this, you know, to the story and, and just kind of the overall experience. But I understand how that would not for some people. Um, yep. how about you, Sam? Did you enable mom? Oh yeah. Yeah. And she's just super supportive and fun. I just, I enjoyed it. You, you feel like you're going to be uncomfortable, then just don't, and you won't lose anything, but yeah, all of the, the interactions with mom are contained into that text message conversation. There's no outside interaction or you don't lose anything if you don't, um, enable that. So totally your prerogative. Mm -hmm. okay so let's talk about the elephant in the room eric 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 runs a blacksmith shop in town uh, and as such he doesn't care for people who turn into weapons he wants he likes regular weapons um, no, he, he wants slaves he does uh yes he feels like weapons are best subjugated and i don't mean that in a sexual manner um yeah he he feels like there's something to be controlled and i go ahead, go ahead sorry I, I was just gonna say it really rubs me the wrong way like it reminds me of so many situations outside of this game where where people feel a specific way and then basically force their opinions on others and and it i did not i understand why they put eric in there like they needed something to drive the story and they needed a bad guy but i just and maybe that's exactly their intention i hated eric i couldn't stand him i didn't like the character i didn't like the interactions like i said he never took no for an answer um i didn't like anything that he was doing so um spoiler here sorry logan uh where as you find and discover these characters they have chips taken out of them and it we find out at the end that it is Eric, that is basically drugging and dealing pieces of these weapons to do something. Sam, I don't want to keep talking because I want to give you a chance to talk too. So would you like to elaborate uh, kind of from there? 
I'll be honest. I think the rest of that story is best experienced. Okay. Um, he he is a nuanced character, and and not nuanced in a good way in se- in the sense of boy, you feel you feel a way about him. Um. And they kind of push you towards that. So I guess not as nuanced. But this... That that story is best experienced. So just play the game. <laughs> and when you're interacting with Eric, like there's... A, at first he looks at you romantically because you're not a weapon. Mm-hmm. And from there, like... He, he is the reason they put the stalker warning at the beginning of the game. Yeah. He obsesses like, over you. Yes, like super obsesses and like you keep running into him everywhere and he is just super cringy and uncomfortable in pretty much every interaction that you have with him. Um, And it's just it's not a happy place. I do not like him as a character. I do not like the inclusion of him. I understand the necessity of it, um, but it's, it's really interesting because people really reacted strongly when the game was first released because there was not a warning at first. So people were going in blind and having to deal with this, especially people who've had like issues in their past. Um, it rough. Yeah. Yeah. So fair warning, but Logan's been dealing with Eric for probably about an hour and a half. Now, what do you think of Eric Logan? I don't like him. He's, pushy and he he wants you to feel this the same way that he feels about everything and he's so so pompous with all of his comments he thinks he's like above everything and the fact that he's like i don't i don't want there to be uh i don't want there to be weapons to have full autonomy but they should be at least somewhat smart and it's like okay so you basically just want like slaves you you want slaves to be able to wield and this is probably why you aren't getting a date. Because you don't respect <laughs> and, and like, them. Yeah. And, and like I said, I'm sure you've told him no and to buzz off multiple times. I know I did. He does not even like take a hint. No. No. Because he thinks he thinks he, he deserves what he gets. And it's just it's it's apparent why he's in the uh why he's in the game i just don't like that they had to put a character like that in the game much like the the one that seems a little too young um i don't see the reason i think they could have added like another female or just a more androgynous character and not had someone that was of questionable age yeah yeah that's so there's not do not enjoy that that character i well enjoyed some aspects of Sawyer, but not in not what I was looking for in this game. I enjoyed the childlike innocence of Sawyer, but I feel like it was not when it's called boyfriend dungeon. Innocence. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, if we were making friends out there, like I'd love to make friends with Sawyer, but um it's, yeah. Like I'm cool playing Kingdom Hearts with Sora and then being all like kids and stuff. Um but like, you know, we're not we're not trying to, to say like, oh yeah, you should definitely be all up in Sora's biz. Find out how, how big them shoes are. That's just weird. <laughs> it's weird to say. It's weird to, to even think about like, let's just know. Kids are off limits for like everything. So just yeah. don't. 
Funny yep. enough, with as much of a jerk that Vincent was, I still think like my two least favorite characters are going to be like Eric and Sawyer. Interesting. I mean, Eric makes sense. Again, like the whole thing with Sawyer, like I was trying to romance everybody, but it's just it's so cringy. It just doesn't feel right. Yep, same. And and, and maybe they they were trying to do something different with the character, but I think they just didn't do a good job. I agree. So, f -f -f final judgments. <laughs> Lish, um, play it or nay? I'd say play it. It's it's and it, mm -hmm. it's kind of like Artful Escape. Like it's very different. It's an experience that is definitely worth having. Um, maybe dodge a lot of the Sawyer thing. Uh, hmm. Don't trust too much about Eric. Um, and. Uh, Again, I, the biggest thing for me that I didn't like about the game was, like, the grindy aspect. Like, I wanted, I really enjoyed the stories of the characters. I really did. Like, I wanted to play the dungeons so that I could get back to the characters so I could see, like, what the story was. You know what I mean? Like, I want to I wanna see more yeah. of that story. And that's, that's kind of where yeah. um, I think it kind of bothered me huh? some. I, I feel like the xp curve here's a technicality stuff um the xp curve was not great enough to keep the pacing between the stories and the dungeons again at later levels it's not so bad like once i was getting um once i got the xp boost item and i got to like level four with each of them and you know what i mean i started kind of cleaning up and i was on the downhill slope um on the game i i much more enjoyed it than I did in maybe the first half. That makes sense. But I was, yeah, I say play it. Um, the story, like I said, the stories are excellent. The music is really good. Um, it's kind of a interesting character design. Like they're they're very anime and and cartoon esque. Like when you're interacting with them, and then in a dungeon, you have this like weird little like cheapy person <laughs> yeah um what about you i mean where i know you you enjoyed this game and i know you think higher than i do and, and like i said i don't want like any of the negatives that i've given out there today i don't want people to be like oh i don't want to play it like still play it for sure i just it was definitely not a love it for me i liked it i enjoyed it i would go back for dlc hey play it it's a fun game I really enjoyed it. Go play it. It's especially it's on Game Pass, so it's a good game to get on Game Pass and just experience it, and you know, uh, uh, get your get your seventies mood on. You know, spread the love, share the love. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and just yeah, just hey, go play it. What's your favorite part of the game? What's your least favorite part of the game? Uh, I put you on spot. My least favorite part of the game was probably the grind. Uh, just, I mean, I mean, especially at the start, like like you said, it, it takes a little bit to get into. That did kind of stink. Um, the the difficulty curve right off the bat was like woof, but once you start leveling up a little bit, it was so much more fun and it's awesome. Um, my favorite part. That's a tough. I, I mean, I guess 
I really just enjoyed the whole hybrid nature of it. I get the whole game. I, I really enjoyed this. And as someone who doesn't play any indie games ever and has only ever played main AAA games, <gasps> um, you know, this was a, a real eye-opening experience. I don't think I could eye-roll harder right then. Yeah, well, you'll never Look, live it I down. Tried, I tried to give you a compliment. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you took it offensively. Thanks, Logan. oh my gosh you guys are the worst but i love you (laughs) um any last thoughts i'd like to hear just like kind of a blurb from logan you've like i said you've been playing an hour and a half you kind of got a good feel for what where the game's going and 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 what the game consists of uh right off the bat like the the combat's pretty good um it it feels you got to get used to it which i think is kind of normal uh i don't really understand the point of the crafting and clothing aspect of it so far outside of just it being you know something that you're you're just doing for the sake of doing uh seems like there's a, a healthy balance of male female um everything's kind of set up to be designed so that your pronouns or what you kind of uh, go by and that's how you're referred to in the game um for a game that is uh called boyfriend dungeon i'd be interested to see what they do with a girlfriend dungeon uh to see if they they decided to actually go the opposite route and offer something for some of us us uh stupid heteros out there um but i would love to kind of I don't know. I, I, I think the, the swords are interesting. It reminds me a lot of uh, my time with Hades. And I think my time with Hades was well spent, but I definitely found myself kind of gravitating towards certain weapons. And that's always a shame because uh, then I feel like I'm going to lean more into certain weapons when I may not necessarily like the people who they are. And if I don't feel myself really enjoying my time with the person, then I'm not going to want to go on dates with them, which means I probably won't get more of their abilities. And that weapon's going to be more underpowered as a result. Um, I think they made some interesting choices with some of the the different boyfriends that you can have. Uh, having a cat in there is kind of odd if you if you want. Uh, the, the unwanted advances of Eric, I think are too far. I think it pushes in a direction that it doesn't need to go for this type of a game. And it feels like it's speaking from an experience that hits a little too close for a video game. Like a video game is just intended to be entertainment. Um, I don't think it needs to necessarily always have a message when you go into it and having Eric be in there to the point where people started to have really big issues with dealing with the game that speaks to the lack of play testing in my experience more people didn't give them the advice or the feedback that this is not the this is not the character that you should really have you should really kind of pull it back or, or have some comeuppance for this character towards the end that way you feel like your your uh, non-advances to him were war warranted or or heated or something like that um the overworld's nice it's cute i like the way that they've designed that uh the chibi form is weird there's definitely a fatigue going into these dungeons i like that you can kind of jump from levels to levels but uh i i definitely feel myself kind of 
going through the same button mashing, going through the same routine and just doing that, that same old grind. And it doesn't quite have the satisfying feel that Hades or uh, Diablo three has. So as a dungeon crawler, it doesn't quite satisfy the way I would want it to. Now that may just be because I haven't found the weapon that I like so far. Uh, so far I've, I've kind of leaning towards uh, Val uh, Valor. What was it? What, I just blinked on her Hilaria. name. Valeria. Valeria. There we go. I uh, haven't got to try seven. Just picked him up. Um, Sunder's all right. Isaac's all right. And uh, I'm sick of the mom character already. I do not have a good relationship with my mom. I did not realize that was something that you can't change after you start the uh, the game. I would have much rather have had a dad figure in this instance. Uh, but being that I don't have a dad either, it probably would have felt short. So I probably would just like to not have to worry about that especially considering I haven't really paid close attention, but my age feels ambiguous in this game. And I don't know why I have a, a parental figure kind of watching over me, especially given that I'm already spending time with uncle Jesse and uncle Jesse looks like he should be someone I'm dating. And the options already appear that you should be like trying to hit on. It. And I'm like, okay, how many, how many taboons Jesse. or is it cousin Jesse? Yeah, he's your cousin. Okay, maybe I was thinking Uncle Jesse from Three House or uh, what's Full it? House. Full House. Yeah, but <laughs> overall, <laughs> overall, uh, there there's some there were some choices that they made with this game, which is one of the beauties of of making an indie game that I I don't necessarily agree with, and much like my time with many other indies uh, that I've tried as a result of the show. Um, I find myself really kind of uh, still kind of on the lookout for one that just actually just really smacks me in the face and tells me that this is the most amazing game. I have yet to find that, but I've definitely experienced a lot of good games as a result of Destination Indie. And I'm looking forward to kind of diving into some more of these as we as we go in further looking for that that one that makes me feel like uh, the the same way I felt when I jumped into Sea of Thieves or, or Legend of Zelda uh, or World of Warcraft when it was like my first experience with that. And that's something that that is still lacking. But uh, I, I think we've got a lot of good games thanks to Game Pass that we can try and have some interesting experiences. And if you can get past some of the taboos, I think you'll find yourself a, a very interesting dungeon crawler. I really hope that in the course of the games that we go through that we find one that speaks to you. I'm sure we will. Eventually. <laughs> There's enough games, but yeah. I mean, this one, yeah. this one spoke to me, but that's because I got to make sweet, sweet vampire relationships. Oh my gosh. Um, I'm actually really <laughs> hoping that. So, so let's, let's kind of preview real quick the the next um, game. So our next game is going to be Chris Tales um, with a touch of crown trick <laughs> um, because uh, Zam ended up doing some crown trick and, and I, I just really, it wasn't for me. Um, but I'd like Zam to kind of take the time to talk about um, that when we get to the letter C. So um, what I will say is Chris Tales for me was the game I looked forward to for like two years, like, as soon as it, was, as it was announced, I was on every social media. I was on every platform. I was following. I was pre-ordered. Like, I was on board with this game. And then they released a demo. And I fell totally and utterly in love with the demo. Um, and I really, really enjoyed my time with it. 
and then it came out live and there were some issues with um, saves uh, being corrupted or, or not having enough save points and you would have to sit down for hours before you could get you know to another save point and um, so I kind of stepped away from the game so I'm, I'm really excited to return to it because for me it was such a heavily anticipated game and it's got a really really cool unique mechanic um, I won't say that we've never seen before but it's not a common mechanic in games and I'm really kind of pumped to play some more of it and then talk with you guys and see if it held up to the hype yeah we yeah. can we, I, I think we'll have a lot to dive into with that one then um but i think i think we're about done here yeah yeah i think that we have reached the end um thank you everybody for being here for listening this has been destination indie if you need to reach out to us you can always reach out to us at destination indie at gmail.com um also we have a twitter at dest indie uh d-e-s-t-i-n-d-i-e because it's too long for twitter (laughs) (laughs) Uh, or if you're looking for all of us individually you can find me on twitter um at kylia k-y-l-e-i-a um and zam you can find me on twitter at at zam wow z-a-m-m-w-o-w um you can also find my name in the uh killhauled podcast under zam wow Um, and always our gracious uh, producer, we've got Captain Logan. Sir, what's the best way to get hold of you? Uh, if you want to get a hold of me, there's plenty of ways to do that. Head over to Twitter at C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N because I got to be that guy. Uh, and other than that, just head over to the the Keelhauled, uh podcast Discord server. Um, there's links in the feed for the other episodes. If you're seeing this, if you're seeing this on YouTube, just search Keelhauled or Sea of Thieves and look for Captain Logan. You'll find me there. Fantastic. Thank you, everyone, and until next time. Bye.